BYUSN, the Cougars left independence for the Big 12, but are they going back in a way? And Kalani Sataki has brought in 18, 18 transfers this offseason. Is this the new norm moving forward in the Big 12? We shall see and discuss. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Thursday, May 18th. I am Jerem Jordan alongside 1984 defender Dave McCann. I am an official defender of, of 84. I was alive. I was in high school, but still very much a part of the national championship team. So this outfit uh, at Community CFB, they got 21,000 followers on Twitter. They put out a graphic ranking the... Uh, here it is right here. The weakest AP national champions uh, of all time. The weakest resume for yeah. these champions. I had Minnesota as well at the time. <laughs> we, we all have a lot of questions <laughs> about Minnesota. But there's BYU at, 19, at number two from 1984. And it got mm. me thinking, you know what? We've been persecuted for winning, beating every team in 1984, since 1984. Um, but let's talk about it. We can't defend the whack. The whack was the whack. Uh, but what we can defend is this was a pretty good football team. They go to Pittsburgh. They beat Pittsburgh. They're ranked number three. It's not BYU's fault that the Panthers never recover. They go 3-7-1. It is BYU's fault that uh, ESPN blossomed into this giant behemoth because that was the first live TV game yep. on ESPN. BYU's win at Pitt. Then they, then they run through the WAC. There were some competitive games. Um, the WAC they, was good back then, by the way. The yeah. next year, Air Force is ranked as high as number four. They go to the Holiday Bowl. They're ranked number one. Yeah. Holiday Bowl wants Washington to come play them. Washington's like number three. Tennessee chose not to go. And Washington said, we're out. We want to go to the Orange Bowl. Uh, so they go to the Orange Bowl where they beat Oklahoma, and then they decide they should be ranked over BYU at number one. And Barry Switzer, Oklahoma's coach, made a big fuss about it as well. Nine months later, after Washington had a chance to go get better players and practice, BYU beats them 31-3, to and then we didn't hear from the Huskies anymore. We are hearing from community CFB, but we're not hearing from from the Huskies. It's May 18th, too. Content. <laughs> and about that Michigan game. Michigan comes into the Holiday Bowl 6-6, six and six, middle of the road in the Big Ten. Yep. BYU gave them the ball five times, and they still couldn't beat Please the Cougars. Please try and beat us. The Cougars, they could not beat the Cougars. Cougars go undefeated. They're ranked number one in all the polls and national champions. The bigger question should be, what was Ohio State doing in 1942 yeah, that I, got them to number one? Now, that team, weak schedule. To, uh, <laughs> FD Plus was... Michigan uh, was in the tank yeah. that year. The SP Plus and the F Plus, and it was all bad. Um, that Michigan team, by the way, goes 6-6. Six and six. They're ranked as high as third early in the season when Jim Harbaugh is healthy. Yeah. But he is in a sling on the sideline in the game. So there were opportunities there. But listen, we don't care how weak it was. <laughs> BYU won the natty, man. Number one. BYU won one. the natty. And it's not like UCF or even Utah claiming the natty from certain years in the last 15 years. It actually happened yeah it just doesn't matter how it happened and or why it happened what matters is that it did happen and it was featured in stranger things <laughs> in a pennant in the background the last couple as seasons. a strange thing it's the as only it, time but it was a strange time. thing fantastic 1984 coming up on today's big show by the way we've we've long established thursday as the best day of the week and this might be the best show of the month college football insider brett mcmurphy on what's next for the big 12 and possible expansion brett knows all things college football former byu receiver jordan leslie is with us on this year's crop of cougars what a great receiver he was and a big time transfer and why this season is on the line tonight for byu baseball all rise and shout it's time for What's Trending. Since over, BYU defeats Washington State by a score. Hold on this rope. Okay, yeah. Okay! 
BYU 26 and Utah 17 and finish a perfect 5-0 against the Pac-12. Well, 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 the Independence Bowl has officially become a Big 12 Bowl this year. Uh, BYU had a deal as an independent with the Independence Bowl. Big 12's like, hey, let's just make it a, come on in, let's just make it a bowl. And uh, that bowl game features Big 12 versus Pac-12, eh, hence the music video. Is BYU destined for this bowl game, Dave? They just might, and the irony that it's the Independence Bowl will, will stay with BYU for a long, long time. I'm okay with it, and here's why. Not because of Shreveport, even though there's some great people that live in Shreveport and great BYU alumni around that area, and we saw them at the bowl game in the rain against UAB. Um, it's the tie-in that matters. Remember, BYU fans were disappointed because they're going to the, the Independence Bowl because it's way over here, and all the P5 matchups are over here. And now it's a P5 matchup against the Pac-12 team. Uh, and with the Big 12 blessing, it's a Big 12 bowl. We'll see. We'll ask Brett if the payout is going to come up mm. with the arrangement. Uh, but I think the biggest disappointment back then about the Independence Bowl was we're playing UAB. No one cares about this game. The games we want to be in, you know, the, there's no ring to the Cheez-It Bowl or the Texas Bowl or whatever. It's the matchups. And now that that's a, P, a Big 12, Pac-12 matchup, I think we're okay with it. Are you okay with it? Yeah, I think so. Um, eventually, I'd like BYU to get to better bowl games. Right. And, and better is in the eye of the beholder. Like, what do you want out of a bowl game? This year, I just want a bowl game. Yeah. <laughs> I, right. I almost don't care what bowl game. I think because BYU already had a tie-in with the Independence Bowl for this season, and now the Big 12 uh, embraces that, and they added 25, by the way, so it's not like it was just a BYU thing is that BYU, if BYU makes a bowl game, I would bet they go to the Independence Bowl. I, I think that this is probably what's going to happen. So what is better? More money is better, is it not? Look how much the Alamo Bowl gets, by the way. I did not realize this until researching today. Yeah. Um, 8.2 mil. Cheese it. Texas in the 6 million range. Liberty's 4.7. BYU, of course, went to the Liberty in 01. Independence is the fifth best non-New Year's Six game. Now, remember, if you go to First Responder, maybe you're looking up at that list going, eh, probably could have done a little better. You're not even getting a cool meal there. You're, you're basically taking the band and all the uh, wives and the coaches' wives, and you're going, well, that all got eaten up at this point. So eventually, it'd be nice if BYU obviously contended for a conference championship, but got into one of those, like Texas or Cheez-It, where you're getting six mil. Now, remember... BYU's not in the we keep it all as an independent game anymore. They're in the everyone pulls this money into the Big 12 pot and then it's distributed, right. which is even more beneficial. Granted, there's 14 teams. That's a lot of mouths to feed. And, of course, those are non-New Year's Six games. The, cha the, the champ of the Big 12 typically goes to the Sugar Bowl. That's the semifinal this year. It'll that's be like another a New Year's Six. Million and that's bowl. a ridiculous amount. I don't right. even know how much it is. But, yeah, I, I think BYU's probably going – Independence Bowl this year, should it make a bowl game. Listen, this year is brand new. We all know the reasons why this year is, is certainly challenging. If BYU returned, I said it yesterday, Jaron Hall and Puka Nakua and Chris Brooks and Blake Freeland, like maybe we're thinking, hey, something a little better. But to finish in the fifth highest payout bowl game, I guess sixth if you include the New Year's Six, that'd be pretty good. Maybe it's not automatic that it's BYU. Because if BYU is kind of the ninth or tenth best team in the league, maybe they do get put in armed forces or first responder. Right. I don't know. Or they go to I a just... better ball. If they could, they could go to a better ball. What if a Utah BYU matchup 
in the Independence Bowl, which is now possible because of the league connection, now all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, I want in on that. <laughs> it does bring a on smile a to my face. On a season where BYU doesn't play Utah, and Utah, and we go, wow, we're going to the Rose Bowl. They're, every team's one or two injuries from going to the Independence Bowl. It's true. You know, it's, it's not that big of a difference. And when BYU went to the Independence Bowl in 2021, it was 5-0 and against the Pac-12, as we just kind of yeah. showed it. We raised the de facto Pac-12 South champs, the whole deal. This is a year where BYU does not play Utah, and Utah got out of the deal in, you know, 14 and 15, and BYU still played Utah in 15. In fact, I remember that Sunday, seeing, seeing the rumors and getting texts yeah. and everything. I did not go into Elders Quorum. I just stayed in the hallway on Twitter because I was like, this is too good. <laughs> and then BYU gets Utah, and obviously that was a terrible first quarter. But um, that could be really interesting. Hey, look, and, I love the Independence Bowl. Yeah. That's where Tyler Algier set the all-time single-season rushing record. He needed that game. Yep. And, uh, and I'll also remember Samson Akua was on his way to winning that game and then fumbled that ball. To me, that, that pass was incomplete. That's an incomplete yeah, It should have been an incomplete pass. I do like the idea, I think, of a P5 opponent. Granted, you're already playing 10. Yeah. 11. You're get 11. You want 11. Do we? <laughs> Listen. If BYU goes 6-6 six and six and loses said bowl game in a 6-7, and seven, <laughs> it's a weird feel, man, at the end of the year. Hopefully they win it. If we're healthy enough to survive the 10, give us an 11. <laughs> And give us Utah in Shreveport. That'd be awesome. Yeah. And now it's possible. Fun. We'll see what happens. Kalani Sataki and his staff have embraced the transfer portal. That's been documented on this program daily. A uh, lot of talent coming in the offseason, including Keaton Slovis, quarterback, Aiden Robbins, uh, among others, which brings us to the stat of the day. Oh, it's back. And, and then and we usually would roll the stat of the day. BYU signed we'll find the music. We 18 lost it. transfers from the portal this offseason. That's tied for 11th most in college football. Should this be the norm moving forward, or is this just a rare occasion for BYU? This is the new norm. Uh, men's basketball, obviously, it's been prominent the last couple of years, mm -hmm. but BYU's in a win-now situation more than it ever has been, obviously because coaches like their jobs, but also because kids are just not as ready as someone you can bring in from the portal. It, it's just a fact of life. I've argued I'm concerned on the men's basketball side about like, hey, is, is the typical kind of return missionary for BYU not going to be as influential as it was in the past? That's BYU's recruiting advantage. In football, you have 85 scholarships. Like, it's a little different. You have a little more wiggle room in that regard. The fact that BYU is bringing in 18, which is basically as many as it has had uh, the last four years, is notable. BYU's in a Power 5 conference, big boy football, need to win now. But obviously, this year was unique in that you lost quarterback, running back, left tackle, number one wide receiver. You're bringing in certain guys in those positions. Kingsley Suamatia goes from right tackle to left tackle. But, like, BYU needed Keaton Slovis right. and Aiden Robbins and so on and so forth, Eddie Heckard and so on and so forth. So I think it's the new norm. I think we're looking at this kind of number every year now. I was on the phone last night with Pepperdine's baseball coach, Rick Hertensteiner, and asked him about uh, – the portal mm -hmm. for baseball because it's very active in football and and they're and more JC heavy than right and and they're in town tonight football. we're getting ready for the broadcast and I asked him about it and he said you know here's what I see with P5s why would P5s continue to recruit high school kids when they can just wait and go get kids that are already tested and proven in the system he goes that's where I see this going the non P5s are going to hit the high schools hard because they can get those guys but the bigger schools just wait and go, you know what? I could gamble on that freshman, or I could go get this sophomore 
uh, or junior who wants a different environment. I've got NIL opportunities and, and I'll get him in. And we're starting, I think, seeing that in college football this year with the major shuffling of top-notch players uh, and they're not going to lower tier schools, obviously. They're leaving those. Aiden Robbins left UNLV because he wanted to run the ball at BYU in a P5 situation. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so I think that's where the separation is. That's bad news for high school kids. It's great news for young college kids with opportunities because they know that, hey, I'm going to start here, but if I'm good, I'm going to end over here. And that, I think, is the giant curveball in college sports. And there's some guys that are at big programs that want more playing time. Alex Barcelo is one of the greatest transfers in BYU history. Barely played at Arizona for two yeah. years. Arizona kid comes to BYU, flourishes. Now he's uh, playing professionally in Europe, right? There, there are guys like that. Uh, and Keaton Slovis is going to be in his third Power 5 league um, with his third Power 5 team. Like, he's been around the block. And so you have different guys with different sort of motivations. Eddie Heckard, four successful years at Weber State. He needs more film uh, to be able to have an NFL opportunity. He's going to get that uh, because yeah. a lot of teams are going to pass against BYU, obviously, in the Big 12. So, yes, I do feel bad for that traditional high school player who will not be as valued as he used to be. Unless he's a superstar. Right. Most Colin are. Chandler, no problem. But right. sort of the rest of the field, it's going to take a sec uh, because – there, there are more capable sort of band-aids. And again, if BYU is not in a Power 5 league, I don't think the urgency is there like it is now because BYU is like, we have to compete and compete well right now. Yet there are certain sports at BYU that do not rely on this. Right. Soccer and volleyball. Volleyball has some transfers, but they're not asking them to be like uh, starters as hitters or setters or middle blockers. Soccer is completely non-transfer portal dependent right now. They can recruit Utah, California, Nevada, Idaho, and so on, and they are just fine. It's unique. But football, men's basketball, you got to play this game. Yeah. And baseball is getting into it, too. And BYU is going to have to be in the portal yep. this offseason, getting yep. ready for the Big 12. Yep. Okay, our question of the day. How would you feel if BYU played in the Independent Bowl against a Pac-12 team this year? Wayne on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at Ames Flames on Twitter. Not Shreveport. <laughs> Anywhere but Shreveport. It's like 1997 in that stadium. Well, hey, maybe the music's good. Is it? Yeah, what do you want out of a bowl game? You want location? You want payout? You want opponent? For me, it's like, yeah, what's the matchup? I think it's opponent Is it in a TV. Where, what, what channel am I on? And who am I playing? Most of the time it'll be ESPN, ESPN2, I would imagine. Yeah. So I'm not it, so concerned about it that. It can't be about the money because um, now as a conference member, it really doesn't matter, right? You're, like as you mentioned a moment ago, you're sharing it. Yeah. Who are we playing? So it's less, yeah, it's less about, we got this. Well, it's like, well, that's 2.2 divided by 14. But they got 27. Yeah, and, they, and, we and we'll get a cut of that. Yeah. But I think you're right. I think it's. I think it's so much to do with the opponent because that's how we've judged all our matchup. games in Independence. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Continue to weigh in. BYU baseball must win series tonight over at Miller Park. They host Pepperdine. Final homestand of the year. Cougars need a three-game sweep, and they need Gonzaga to sweep Santa Clara to reach the conference tournament. Coverage starts at 8 Eastern on the BYU TV app with Gary Scheide, Jason Shepard, me. Greg Rubel will have the call on the BYU radio app. Coming up, Power 5 non-conference requirements, potential expansion on both coasts, the Independence Bowl. This is all on topic for National College Football Insider Brett McMurphy after the break. This is BYU Sports Nation.
We're live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Jerem Jordan alongside Dave McCann. He has been called this, so we're sticking to this. We now welcome to the program America's college football insider, Brett McMurphy from Amelia Island, Florida, where he's been at the ACC spring meetings. Hostile meetings. <laughs> yeah, but apparently pretty interesting. Brett, thanks for joining the program. How are you doing? Good. Good to get, get to talk with you guys again. Um, this might be a first that I'm on with you guys that you're not going to harass me about is BYU getting into a conference or not. So <laughs> guess we, we, can move, we can move on to the second subject. We are happily Whatever engaged, yeah, uh, to the Big 12. <laughs> we, we look forward to July 1st, which is awesome. Okay, you, you put out a, a couple pieces of information that uh, directly or indirectly affect BYU. So let's start with the Independence Bowl. That's going to become a Big 12 Bowl. BYU already had a tie there. Um, do you think that's just a coincidence, or was the league, you think, like, hey, this is already a thing, let's just make it happen in 23, and then we'll add 25 as well? You know, that, that's one of my big regrets. I should have put BYU somewhere else because they, they're not locked in to independence. It just turned out that way on my goal projection. So, basically, um, yeah, you guys are free to go wherever you want within the Big 12 bowl lineup. But I actually had, um, you know, with the – you know, obviously the, the Big 12 champ, if they don't get into the playoff, they will go to a New Year's Six game. That is guaranteed. So that's one team that will get pulled up at least. Again, if you have multiple teams in the top 12, then you can get another at-large spot. So after those spots, then after that, the Big 12 is guaranteed seven more bowl spots. And I think I had actually – I think I had 10 potential – Big 12 um, bowl partners, or excuse me, bowl eligible teams. And so, you know, BYU could end up in a Big 12 bowl or they could get, you know, scattered somewhere else. It's interesting that uh, that you started with your opening thoughts of, of being dogged by BYU for not being in a conference. Uh, and then they get into a conference and then you come out and you, as you mentioned, put them back in the Independence Bowl, which... <laughs> which has your readers, and a lot of them are BYU fans, going, come on, Brett, what's going on with this? But now you're saying they could go anywhere. Absolutely. And the good news is, you know, it's only May, and I'll have (laughs) approximately 14 more bowl projections. Don't worry about the first 13, because, you know, that's a coin flip. But I've fortunate, lucky, both, whatever it is. The last one that comes out on Sunday you know, before the uh, the New Year's Six games are announced, I'm hitting about 90%. So hopefully, uh, hopefully I can continue that. So that last Sunday, I'd, I'd be concerned if you're in the Independence Bowl at that time. But if you happen to be in the Independence Bowl in August, September, October, November projections, I wouldn't worry to. I wouldn't lose much sleep over it. That's good to know. So the next 13 polls, we'll just kind of we'll ju- we'll just take a casual look. Yeah. He's the Joe Lenardi of bulletology. Uh, <laughs> Brett McMurphy is on BYU Sports Nation. Is there a sense that the payout of that bowl will become more uh, Power 5-like since it's a Pac-12, Big 12 game this year and in 25? Actually, no. I, I, and I don't know the specific payout, but I'm 99% sure it's going to stay the same. Um, it just now has the, um, you know, ability to draw from the pack, excuse me, from the Big 12. And as you guys know, um, you know, I guess the, the Independence Bowl, you know, officially announced it yesterday. 
that they will be Big 12 aligned this year and then in 25, and then in 24, they are not affiliated with the Big 12. So then the Big 12 would actually lose a bowl guarantee. So, yeah, I, these contracts are already in place. Maybe the Big 12 can redo it to get more money out of it. If that happens, then I think you would see some sort of announcement where the Big 12 gets the Independence Bowl for the next three years. But right now they only get two of the final three. Brett, you reported that the Big Ten is considering dropping their Power Five non-conference requirement, uh, soften up the schedule a little bit so they can get more teams maybe in that expanded playoff at the end of the year. Do you think that's going to happen, and what ripple effect will that have with the other P5s, and could it eventually get in the way of BYU-Utah out here as a non-conference game? Uh, well, not until Utah joins the Big Ten, so I think you're, you're safe for a while. <laughs> but you know what I mean? In the, if, the other, if one league does it, it seems like the others follow suit, and well, then that would have it. So here's, here's one big difference. So the, the Big Ten has nine conference games. That's not going to change. And they kind of have this rule, and it's funny. It's, it's a, you talk to anybody within the Big Ten, and it's called a quote-unquote requirement, yet every school doesn't abide by that requirement. They get, you know, um, exemptions to include other teams to count as their P5 requirement, including B BYU, um, before you guys got into the Big 12. The ACC right now, they're sitting at, at eight conference games. The SEC in two weeks will make a decision whether to stay at eight conference games or go to nine conference games in 2024 when OU and Texas come aboard. So if those guys – stay at eight, I think you'll continue to see the ACC and the SEC require, they do have the requirement to play one P5 non-conference. If they do go up to nine at some point, they may get rid of that because basically when you're at an eight game schedule and you have the one non-conference P5, then you're basically guaranteeing nine power five opponents. So if you go to nine conference games, you're at that nine number already um, and a lot of people don't like making that 10, again, because in theory, um, and that's one reason why they're kind of going back and forth on whether at a ninth conference game, ha that means half of the teams in the league, you're giving another win, but the other half of the conference is getting another loss, and now you get into worrying about teams can get bowl eligible and those sort of things. So, I mean, look, you know, I, I, I think I've joked with you guys before. I mean, BYU, the, the heavy lifting's over. It, you know, I don't know how Tom Homo did it scheduling 12 teams as an independent, but um, I saw him in Arizona um, last week at the, at the Big 12 and Pac-12 meetings in Scottsdale, and I joked with him. I said, you know, he, what does he have, like 363 days a year off now? Because schedule's done. <laughs> schedule's three games a year. Is sit by the pool, hang out, you know, go check out the mountains. Um, but no, it's BYU is going to be fine. And obviously, being in the Power Five, being in a conference that you know there's a lot of uncertainty going on here with the ACC. You know, we're still waiting to see what happens with the Pac-12. BYU could have some new members in the in the Big 12 in a in a year or so. We we'll have to see what happens. Um, BYU is in, in a great great position going forward. Well, Tom's enjoying Istanbul, Turkey the next couple of days with the women's volleyball team. So he's at least getting that kind of break. He's uh, getting out of town. Brett. But um, let's yeah. talk about the uh, topic du jour the last uh, week or two, which 
You've been at spring meetings for several conferences. You mentioned you were in Arizona. The Pac-12 and Big 12 met in the same place, like across the hall almost essentially, it sounds like. What's the vibe you got from those conversations as those two continue to kind of gauge in each other passive aggressively? It's basically at this point, it's um, everyone's waiting for the Pac-12. You know, what what kind of deal are they going to get or – are any of the schools going to leave the league before they get the meteorites? You guys have probably seen all the interviews with various athletic directors and, and presidents within the Pac-12. And they're all, you know, we're all committed. We're, you know, confident we're going to have a new deal, et cetera, et cetera, which is great. But what, what do you expect them to say? They're not going to say, Hey, you know what? We don't like this. We're gonna, but we're gonna leave in, in two months from now. Everyone's committed till they're not committed. Um, so I think that's why it's imperative that the, the Pac-12 gets this deal done as soon as possible. Because not only is there a, I think a real threat that some Pac-12 schools could come to the Big 12 if it continues to drag on and on. But then you've got the other factor with Oregon and Washington and. Possibly, you know, the Big Ten can ever get enough money that they can seek those guys out too. And then the Pac-12 is really in a in a tough spot if that all happens. Brett McMurphy with us on BYU Sports Nation. Brett, if you were the commissioner of the Pac-12, uh, is there any way you would trust Oregon and Washington in anything that they say moving forward now that they've been quite clear that they want to go to the Big Ten? Well, no. Uh, no, there's not. But I, I will say this. If I was a commissioner of any conference, I would it doesn't matter who the Well, do we lose him? The, the Pac-12 the Pac have cut the phone lines. <laughs> uh, they did not want that they, out there. They cut the phone lines and we lost him. I was yeah. really eager to hear what he was about to yeah. say. That's yeah. like ultimate cliffhanger. Yeah. If I would say this. <laughs> what? <laughs> Our thanks to Brett McMurphy for uh, joining the program. We appreciate his time. Full of so, knowledge. So he was, yeah, he was at the Pac-12, Big 12 media day, uh, spring meetings, rather, last week. ACC out in Florida, uh, which they've had some fun conversations. ADs apparently yelling at each other over yeah. breakfast and uh, merit-based TV revenue conversations. Yeah, so crazy. Great to have Brett McMurphy with us. Next time, we'll follow up on that. Hey, remember that one time? When we asked you this question, <laughs> what did you say? Yeah. Uh, but fascinating stuff. If you missed any of our interviews or our shows or our deep blues or our games, they're all waiting for you at BYUSN.com or download the BYU TV app. Get all the BYU Sports TV content on demand whenever you want. It's right there. Coming up next, today's headlines and why today's a must win for baseball. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Follow BYU Sports Nation on social media. The content throughout the day, it's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. It's everywhere. Yep. Welcome back to Studio B. I'm Jeremy. He's Dave. Let's get to today's headlines. BYU men's golf, they had a great day yesterday. Yeah! They advanced to the NCAA championships after finishing second at the NCAA regionals. Cougars rallied after starting the first round in ninth place. 
Zach Jones, BYU's low man, finished tied for fourth. The championships are next week in Scottsdale, Arizona. It's been since 1981. They brought the home, brought home the hardware. Could they do it again? They had a round low of four under, which was fantastic. They really brought it on day three. Congratulations to the guys. Baseball begins a must-sweep series against Pepperdine tonight, 8 Eastern on the BYU TV and BYU Radio apps. The Cougars need to win all three, and Gonzaga needs to beat Santa Clara in all three to make the six-team West Coast Conference Tournament in Vegas. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> there is. BYU softball going to take on San Jose State later today in the National Invitational Softball Tournament. It's kind of a relative new thing. They play at 3 Eastern over in Fort Collins, Colorado. They'll face either Maryland or Cal State Northridge tomorrow. I love this tournament because it means that a team that's really good out of the WCC doesn't just have their season end because they didn't beat LMU. Yeah, Spencer and I Sunday were like, there's like an NIT in softball? I had no idea. Like, I, did anyone, did the team even know? But we're um, all for it. Yeah. All no, for it. It would have been nice to close out St. Mary's and play in the NCAA tournament, but right. this is the next best thing. Okay, mm. those are today's headlines, so let's whip it. Cougar Whip Round is presented by Marisk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Pro Football Focus ranked the 10 rookie wide receivers who were drafted into what they're calling the best situation. Puka Nakua, in at number 10 of the 10. What are your expectations for Puka with the Rams? I expect him to be on the 53 all year. I think he's a great fit there. I think they have some opportunities, right? I would go 20 catches, 200 yards, two touchdowns. Nothing crazy. A lot of those uh, targets will go to Cooper Cup. Like 98%. <laughs> like, like a lot. All the other passes will go to Puka. No, uh, those, that's what I expect. I think that's fair. I think, uh, I love that he's in that situation. He can play with Cooper Cup and learn from him because he's got the skill set. And once he hones in, he's got a chance for a great pro career. Yeah, I think he'll have a good four-plus year career in the NFL. Let's go. <laughs> okay, Pete Thamel reports Tennessee is exploring building an entertainment district on campus to connect its football and basketball venues. When will BYU connect Lavelle Edwards Stadium to the Marriott Center, Dave? Uh, they're not going to. <laughs> However, shout out to David Almodova and his staff for what they are doing with Cougar Canyon, mm -hmm. which is still a relatively new concept. Yep. But they got bands out there, the cheerleaders, the football team comes marching through. BYU TV's game day is live right there. They have taken an ESPN game day experience and recreated it here in Provo. I don't need the two connected from the stadium to the Marriott Center. We got to park somewhere, so that's okay. But what they're doing with Cougar Canyon, I think, is is awesome. And, and BYU fans are just starting to still catch on like, hey, this is going on before the game. I'm going early. I got to show up early. Yeah, it, no, it looks great. Uh, they started in 2019, obviously took 2020 off. But it's a cool environment. And uh, yeah, what Tennessee is doing there, it all depends on how close those two are. I think the Marriott Center and Lavelle Edwards Stadium, obviously, yeah. too far away. And it's not as sort of convenient. Like at Texas, they, they have all kinds of campus buildings there. Like it wouldn't work. Just depends on your situation. But Keenan Peely and uh, Gabe Judy Lally and company will enjoy the fruits of that perhaps in the future. We'll perhaps. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. Might be a few years. Heather Dennett reported today that the Pac 12 is going to provide enhanced in game and pre game access during college football broadcasts, including in game interviews with head coaches. They'll allow select coaches to put a mic on uh, during the game warm ups. Big 12's already been talking about doing this because Brett Yormark is so far out ahead of the Pac-12 in just about everything. But is this good for the game? Is this a good yeah, addition? Absolutely. Uh, we work in TV. We would love that access. We've wanted that access. Certain people want to allow that, and sometimes they don't, right, for various reasons. 
Um, but this is this this isn't the Dion Sanders effect, but kind of like hearing Dion in game more is going to be really fun. Yeah, and then in three years sure. when he's in the SEC or something, it'll be uh, somebody else. <laughs> I like the access mm -hmm. that game day gives BYU fans. Two hours before the game, we're in watching them warm up and doing with all the, the stories of the day. I love that because no one gets that. Yeah. Uh, this is next level. This is put mics on guys. More access, the better. Let's yeah, go. Absolutely. Yesterday, reports came out that the NHL's Arizona Coyotes uh, new stadium proposal was rejected, heating up rumors that perhaps they or another NHL team could move to Utah. Shout out to Rand Smith. Uh, would you rather have an NHL or a Major League Baseball team in the Beehive State? Because there's a push for both. I think the NHL is the safer play. They have 41 home games. Like more realistic? Yeah. Major League Baseball has 81 yeah. home games. The NHL has an arena. There's already an arena here. Major League Baseball would have to build one mm -hmm. on the taxpayers' backs for the most part, probably. Give it to Salt Lake Kid. Yeah. <laughs> We're in like Utah County. We're all right. But I, I, I think <laughs> give, go NHL first, kind of like Vegas did. Get the NHL first and then see where it leads you. Yeah. And it's been a game changer for Vegas to have the Knights. Utah already has the Jazz. You're throwing an NHL team. And then maybe, I still think we, we need a larger population for baseball. I just feel that. Unless the Cubs play every night. <laughs> nice. I would love both. I would love either. Uh, I think it'd be great. That'd be awesome, man. We, we, Utah loves sports. It's growing. Uh, that'd be great. I'll, more, take, I'll take whatever. More is more, right? The things we love, Most more of the time, is more. more is more. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Okay, one of the greatest transfers in Cougar football history joins us next. Jordan Leslie on uh, Cougars in the NFL, receivers, and year one in the Big 12. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Welcome back to your Cougar Sports day-to-day uh, -day play play-by-play. Here on BYU Sports Nation, Jerem Jordan, Dave McCann, Let's head out now to Arizona in the Valley of the Sun, where former BYU receiver Jordan Leslie, who's now a uh, speed and agility trainer, joins us from his facility in Arizona at Own Your Dream Sports. He is Jordan Leslie. Jordan, what is up, my man? How are we doing? The shirt's looking great. I'm doing great. I always have the support, so the little old school lo logo. <laughs> it's, it's the Beat Digger. That's my favorite logo. Is that your favorite, Dave? That's, yeah, that's, that's the cool. one that's like 80s, 90s BYU, right? Which is cool. Okay, uh, tell us what you're up to, because I, I see on uh, social media, but for those who haven't caught up with you since 2014, what are you up to in Arizona? Me and uh, another BYU favorite, Coach Holiday, are out in Chandler, Arizona. We open up our own. We do all position training, all sports. We have a full-time chiropractor, a physical therapist, a strength coach, um, a running specialist or speed specialist. And so it's, it's been a blessing. Uh, we train a party about 200 kids in the area and we're growing every day. Max Hall and Ty Detmer uh, down there coaching and, uh, and they speak frequently of when the competitive level of football there is in high school uh, and even the younger uh, years moving up to that spot. So there are plenty of bodies down there. How's the reaction been? It's, it's been great. Uh, honestly, the, the number one feedback we get is, especially from parents, is I wish I had this growing up. And mm. that's kind of what we wanted to provide. Uh, when I was coming up, I was very raw. <laughs> had no one really teach me anything when I got to college. It was just all off of athletic ability and just a little coaching here and there. So to be able to provide the knowledge that I have, the knowledge that Coach Holiday has to kids that are, you know, six, even 10, and even the high school seniors, um, it's, it's been a blessing just to see their improvement, to, to see a kid go from, you know, the foundational level to 
running touchdowns and texting you. I, I scored three touchdowns. It, it's been a blessing. And it's, it's another way for us to get back around the field and, and back around the game we love. Hey, just, uh, just the concept of an indoor air-conditioned football field. In, in Arizona. Arizona, you need that. Yeah, that's, um, that's great. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a little hot. <laughs> Once upon a time, Spencer said he could run the 40, 4-9 uh, or faster. It was like 5-2 or something. What's your recommendation for a 41-year-old to get uh, to 4.9 or, or less? Well, one, you got to come to Own Your Dream Sports Academy <laughs> <laughs> so we can get you right. Uh, OYD Sports for short. But, um, you know, I, I wanted to rewatch it. So I was watching his, his start. We got to work on that first. <laughs> um, we got to fix that start. We got to get you a little, little more tighter with your stance, exploding out. Um, what we'll do is we'll have you work with our speed coach. He's an Olympic medalist, so he can help you with the running mechanics. He can help him with the, the drive phase, and then I'll help him with agility and plyometrics. Um, we'll, we'll get him right. He might be throwing up in the trash can, but I think we can get him to a 4-9. We're going to send Spence down to Arizona for like uh, a week or two, which is fun. Um, you're one of the greatest transfers in BYU football history. The transfer portal, and it was grad transfer for you at the time, the transfer portal certainly is a massive thing in college football now. We were just talking about how BYU's signed 18 guys this year, which is basically the last four years' worth. What is your perception of kind of what the transfer portal is now, and what was it like for you to come into Cougar Nation and become a BYU guy? I mean, that's a great compliment to, to say I'm the number one transfer. Huh? I definitely feel like I left some out there on the field just with injuries and stuff, but um, just one to speak on, coming into BYU, it, it was a blessing. When you look at the fan base, um, the coaching staff, and, and everybody around BYU, it was um, I never really saw something like that, a, a supporting cast, a fan base that, that loves you no matter what. And I was only there for, for six months, and I still get people running up to me at the airport and saying, you played for BYU, I loved you when you were there. So it's an amazing, environment to be in and I, I think it's starting to be realized by other players because you're starting to see like you said more people come into BYU and just having the transfer portal I think it's a great opportunity for a lot of kids to maybe they're not getting the opportunity they think they deserve and so it gives them a chance to go somewhere where they can be utilized and, and show off their talents. That 2014 team started 4-0 went down and beat Texas it beat Virginia um, you made the phenomenal catch against the Longhorns. If we haven't shown already, we're going to show you. Um, uh, that team had Taysom stayed healthy when he got hurt in the fifth game against Utah State. Where was that team going, and could that have been the, uh, the best team in the Independence era for BYU? Obviously, I, I have a little bias, but I, I definitely think so. Um, I, we, were, we were rolling and all. All cylinders, Taysom was having an amazing year. I mean, if you look at those first four games, the thing that he was doing, I think he was up for the Heisman. Um, the chemistry we had between Taysom, me, um, Devon, Nick, Mitch, all of us, having Jamal back there, Tyler Algier, our offense was stacked. Um, you look at the defensive players that we had, that a lot of guys went to the NFL, and some are even still in the NFL, somebody like Fred Warner. So I think we were definitely stacked. I think if Taysom could have stayed healthy, it would have been a, an amazing year. But it's, it still was a great year for us. Um, try not to live on <laughs> what ifs, but I, I, I do think about think about it quite a bit. Hey, this show lives on what Wait, ifs. That's our creed. What are you talking about? Uh, no, in 2014, I believe Fred was a, a, a freshman. What was a freshman Fred Warner like, and did you envision him becoming the best middle linebacker in the world? I mean, to see where Fred Fred's at now, I, I can work ethic is a, a big part of it. Um, he, from day one, he was 
trying to get around vets to learn the system. He, he was always in in film rooms, in meetings, trying to just be the best player that he can. So came in with the right mindset that I think a lot of freshmen maybe shy away from when they first get in. Um, they kind of take a back seat, but he came in wanting to learn, wanting to get as much knowledge as he can. Um, so to see where he's at now, I, I'm so proud of him. <laughs> he, he deserves all the success he gets. Jordan Leslie is with us. When you look at the bevy of Cougars now in the NFL, does it surprise you? And one thing David Nixon said to me the other day, which I thought was interesting, is, is this group of Cougars in the NFL right now are the, the result of BYU as an independent because they got so much exposure on ESPN especially that, that teams could get to know them and, and draft them and, and, and put them to work, and they're succeeding now. Um, what's your take on that? You know, I think that's that's a great take, and I think it says a lot to BYU as a whole, the the environment, the the coaching staff, um, the the fan base, everything. Because one, like you said, being a, letting the public, the nation, see BYU as a whole competing on the highest stage, that's always gonna you know get your name out there. And then this is the coaching staff. When it comes to recruiting, the success BYU has had over the couple last couple of years. That, that intrigues a lot more recruits. And I think kids are now seeing they have an opportunity to go to BYU, play on the highest stage, and obviously being in the Big 12 now, I think the amount of players that are going to go to the NFL and be successful in the NFL is just going to keep rising. You had uh, an NFL opportunity or two. It's tough to stay in, in that league. Uh, Dax Milnes with the Commanders, Puka Nakua's with the Rams now after being drafted. What's it like to try and stick in the NFL? What's that challenge like? You know, it's it's definitely challenging, just like with anything. Um, there's a little bit of luck that comes with it. You got to be in the right situation at the right time, um, with the right coaches that you fit their system. And if you you truly work hard and you get in the right system, you know, anything can happen. So I'm glad to see somebody like like Puka getting a chance in a, in a great system with at head coach when it comes to the offensive side. And I think he's going to get a lot of opportunities to to show his potential and get a lot of opportunities to get the ball in his hand and show what he can do. So for anybody that thinks, I don't think anybody out there thinks the NFL is easy. I think we all know it's pretty cutthroat, but just go out there. And if your dream is to make it to the NFL, go out there and work every day like, like it's your last, because that's what we preach here at, at OYD. If, if it's your dream, you should go out there and own it every single day. See that number nine jersey behind your shoulder. Why'd you pick number nine? You know what? Um, one, I'm a nerd. So my mom's number was 33. My dad's number was 33 in football. So three times three is nine. <laughs> and it was just something I've had since high school. It, it stuck with me. I've I, I loved it. So I, I was very happy when I got to BYU. Actually, Nick Kurtz had it. And I was kind of like, hey, man, this has been my number my, my whole life. Would you mind? He was nice enough to get it. And then it got retired that year. So I guess I was the last one to wear it. That's true. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. That's, jersey yeah, was retired. That's right. Jim McMahon at the uh, Utah State game uh, finally finished his classes. So there you go. The last guy <laughs> to wear number nine of BYU, Jordan Leslie, is on BYU Sports Nation. So for those who don't know, Jimmy Butler is essentially your brother. Yes, the, the guard on the Miami Heat. He was Superman last night. Last night, like, you guys grew up together. Um, you know each other very well. You're best friends. What was it like to watch him go 35, 5, 7, and 6, which, by the way, he's like, he and Michael Jordan are the only guys that have done that on the road in the playoffs since 73-74. What was it like to watch uh, the Heat win game one and Jimmy go off like that? Man, he, he's, been, he's been Superman throughout the whole playoffs. And 
it would be wrong for me to say I'm surprised because growing up with them my whole life, all we did was compete. <laughs> we were at each other's necks nonstop, um, no matter what it was, racing to the car, video games, obviously basketball, football, we competed in everything. And he, he's just like me, has a chip on his shoulder. And when you tell him he can't do something or you, you play him as an underdog, he's going to go out there and he's going to work. And so I know with his work ethic and his drive, and that competitive spirit, there's nobody that can stop him when he gets in a zone. So to see him be successful and ball out in these playoffs and, and just keep willing his team to, to victory, it's been an amazing sight. But it's nothing I didn't expect from him. So on the basketball court, he does his thing. But on the football field, can he defend you? No, no, no. <laughs> he, you can ask him. He said he quit football because it was way too hot in Texas. But when it comes to basketball, We've had our battles. I got all our records at our high school uh, when it comes to points, assists, rebounds. So I always like to tell him that and, and let him know that I'm the real hooper. He just oh, has a little more size. Interesting. Interesting. Are you, <laughs> you going to play in the alumni game next year? Are we going to see you in the Lavelle Edwards Stadium again? I, I hope so. Two years ago, they invited me, and I obviously trying to get this up and running, it, it was a little struggle. And then last year, I didn't get the invite. So hopefully oh, come on. You know, next year, wink, wink, hopefully I get an invite. I, I'm getting married next February, so – I think the alumni game will be like the month after, so yep. I should be free. Congratulations, by the way, on the engagement. That's awesome. We're going to put you, a word in, too. We know some guys. We know some people. We're going to put yes. a word okay. in. We want you, you on that you. roster. We got you. We if got if you, you know some people, you can also tell them to send, send some BYU footballs and BYU gear over here because Coach brought some Utah footballs, and I need what? some BYU stuff in here. <sighs> All right. You know what? We'll take care of that, Yeah, I, I don't think Kalani owns any Utah stuff anymore. You know, he got rid of that. So, uh, but that was I, the last school for guy. I don't know why, I, why guys hang yeah, on to stuff. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Jordan, we appreciate the time. Best of luck with everything. Thank you very much. Thank you again for having me. It's a been great. a while, so I'm glad to see both of y'all's faces. Spencer, what's up? Let's get working on that 40. Don't <laughs> yeah. film me for, for yeah. a week. We're sending him down to uh, Arizona for a week. <laughs> we know he's watching, too, <laughs> yeah. today. So, awesome. I hope he's taking notes. Thanks, Jordan. What a yes, great, sir. Uh, Thank you again. Great representative of BYU. Arizona is sort of the secondary epicenter of BYU, by the way. So yeah. Keaton Slovis from Scottsdale. You got Jordan Leslie and Guy Holiday doing their thing. In Queen Creek, you got Ty Detmer and Max Hall. Of course, uh, the massive fan base of BYU fans in the Valley there and in Arizona. It's pretty good, man. And There's the only a lot other of spot, the only the third spot might be Southern California, where John Beck totally. has got his like stuff San going. Like San Clemente, Austin Collie, Pitter down there. They're all yep. training BYU guys in the off season. Yep. We're, we're spreading it out. Yep, spreading it out. That's awesome. Okay, up next today's rising shout out to a group that showed up when it was needed most. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Nation's on demand. Download the free BYU TV and BYU radio apps or listen to the podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show. Our question of the day, how would you feel if BYU played in the Independence Bowl against a Pac-12 team this year? Listen, if Utah just had a just terrible year, and BYU got to a bowl game, which would be the best of both BYU fans' worlds. And both teams would have they similar records. Up. They'd have similar records You'd really think. going into that in theory. That yeah. could be, be all right. interesting, right? Uh, Burnsy, on, Burnsy on Twitter. I'd sign up today. We love beating the Pac-12. means we'd make a bowl game in year one of the Big 12. You win that game, you had a successful year one. I think BYU is successful getting to a bowl game regardless of bowl game result. 
Right. Like, if BYU lost that game, whatever. Here's, here's the deal. I've said this before. But if BYU loses a bowl game now, you have the built-in Power 5 excuse. Didn't even want to be there. You know what? Didn't care. <laughs> That's what Power 5 teams do in bowl games where, like, the G5s would show up and be like, this is the Super Bowl. And that's what BYU would do as an yeah. independent team. This is a huge game. We got to Early on, I think, <laughs> early on, I think they're all big because for BYU, let's say they get bowl eligible and they go to this one. Um, they're still trying to build the depth of the program. They're still out trying to get guys. And, and this is another national TV game against a decent opponent. Um, gives you more practices. We all know that why coaches like bowl games. But I just think it catapults them into what they're trying to build here as fast as possible uh, so that uh, the, the following year, maybe the Cheez-It Bowl's in play uh, or the Alamo Bowl on a really good season. And then all of a sudden, now you're contending a couple years away, three, four, I don't know. You're contending for the title, and now it's, it's New Year's six or bust. But um, I, I think it's I important. will never get to that point. But I think it's important for... It's a little high, Dave. Or New Year's 12. How about New Year's 12? New bust? Year's 12, exactly. <laughs> Our Elite Voice of the Day is presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated at KCCougar underscore GW on Twitter. We would prefer a fellow P4 opponent. Nice. But this He's year, any bowl eligibility is the cut them off. <laughs> Today's Rise <laughs> Shout-Out presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Men's golf showing up at the Morgan Hill Regional, taking second, shot a team high or team low. Four under yesterday. Zach Jones shot one under to tie for fourth. They are headed to Scottsdale, another Arizona connection, next week for the NCAA championship. I was Carl Tucker's paper boy when he Were won you the really? national championship in 1981. The Lavelle Edwards of men's golf. It's time for a, yeah. new, a new trophy. That's awesome. Our thanks to today's guests, Brett McMurphy and Jordan Leslie. Did you get it up to the porch? Oh, yeah. Did I get a tip? No. <laughs> Conversation <laughs> continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I ran into one of his kids the other day and yeah? I said, you know, your dad, he never tipped me. Oh, but I was good. Sorry, Dennis. Bye.